being here with me. I hope everything is going your way. I'm Jackie Gibbons, and I focus on the heart of real estate, all things warm and fuzzy about home and real estate. Even though I am not necessarily an expert on houseplants, I have been keeping houseplants for over 40 years. I've tried, you know, dozens of different types of houseplants, um, you know, and obviously some of those are not going to work for me, but I do have several that have. Um, I love them, so I definitely keep on trying them and I nurture them and I do my best to give them, you know, the best care. But again, I'm not, even though I have a lot, I'm not, you know, uh, fanatical about their care and maintenance these days. Um, so I try to choose houseplants that, that are basically low maintenance. And I have several that I like that are very in their, in their ease of care from, I think the one in the one that I have right now that I think is the most low maintenance, uh, that's probably the snake plant. And I'm sure that you've heard about them. They're kind of having a revival over the past several years. In the past 10 years, they've become a lot more popular. I know that uh, growing up, you know, as a kid in the 60s and the 70s, you know, they were very popular. And, you know, I've got pictures of my uh, my mom's home and she had some. Even, even she would even grow those out in the backyard. And, you know, we did grow up in the Southern California. So plants are easy to grow here. Um, and in our homes, we do get a lot of uh, natural light, which your plants, which your house plants are going to need. So um, the snake plant, very easy to take care of. Um, and it, they come in different sizes and shapes. They do get big. I have several in my collection right now. I have some that are about five feet tall. And then I have others that are, you know, just a couple feet tall, but they don't stay small forever, even though they are slow growing plants. Um, and they're super easy to take care of. I mean, I'm just going to give you an example. Um, I had, uh, I had staged a home with house plants and one of them was a snake plant. And my, my seller after closed escrow, he, he said, Hey Jackie, can I keep this uh, snake plant? And I said, absolutely. You're a great guy. You know, it's all yours. So I was happy to give it to him. And then a few months later, he said, hey, I need to sell another property. And so I said, great, let me come on over. So I go into his home and I see the snake plant and it's looking pretty good. You know, it's the snake plant that I gave him and it's looking pretty healthy. And I commented, commented about it to him and he said, he goes, that's a live plant. And I go, yeah, that's a live plant. He had, the gentleman had no idea that the snake plant you know, that I'd given him like a few months before was a living plant. So he had not watered it. And I think it had been like two or three months. So I'm not recommending it that you do that. I mean, fortunately he had it in a pretty good location. And, but, you know, so if it had been the dark, maybe it would not have survived, who knows. But this snake plant survived a few months without water, but with decent light. Again, don't recommend it, but just a testament to how tough the snake plant can be. Now, my snake plants, you know, um, I do, uh, I do water them, but in my experience, they do okay if you go like a couple weeks or so without watering them, because honestly, snake plants do not appreciate 
a lot of water. And uh, if you look at snake plants, they are, you know, they kind of bunch up at, the, you know, near the bottom. And that's actually good for them to get a little bit for the plant to get crowded in its plastic pot. That's fine for it to do that. You don't want it to, um, you don't want it to stay in there forever like that. You do want to repot your house plants if they grow, if they outgrow their containers. But a house, but a snake plant can definitely deal with that for a longer, uh, for a longer amount of time. And it doesn't mind it. It actually kind of likes that. <laughs> so um, again, not saying abuse it, you know, like my, my, my client did. Um, but do be careful of overwatering it because it can get rooted out. It, excuse me, it can uh, rot out. The leaves can easily um, succumb to root rot. And they, the leaves, they turn brown and they die and they get all wilty looking. So you got to be careful of overwatering just about any plant. But I think especially with Mr. Snake plant. Um, so if you keep him in a pretty fair amount of light, um, he, he can do with a wide range. He likes, he doesn't mind sitting on your front porch. Um, again, in Southern California, you got to be careful about the exposure and the cold and all that. But um, but I, but I have a couple on my front porch. They do just fine. Um, and I, they just have to water them. I only water mine maybe every couple of weeks or so. Um, the ones that are outside, the ones inside, um, they vary in the amount of light exposure that they get anywhere from kind of medium low light all the way up to, um, to bright light. And again, the ones that do best in my experience, you inside, they're inside um, with fairly bright light, medium to medium bright light. And don't have, again, don't water them so much. Again, maybe every couple weeks. And a, you know, let them dry out a little bit in the pot before you water them. So those are snake plants. The other ones that I really like that I think are easy that uh, that I have several of and that I enjoy growing. And again, I enjoy these because they survive um, is a pothos plant. You know, and everybody has heard of a pothos plant. You see them all the time. They have those glossy, shiny green leaves. Uh, most of them do. And they grow pretty quickly and they trail all over the place. Not a philodendron. I'm talking about a pothos plant. And the leaves are normally shiny green. Sometimes they have a little yellow, sometimes a lot of yellow. Sometimes they're marbled with green and like a white, a creamy white. So there's a lot of varieties that you can choose um, and they grow very quickly. Uh, and you can repot them and they're easy to um, reproduce. Meaning that if you have one and it starts trailing all over the place, like several, all mine start trailing. They, I have some right now. I think I might have about eight um, you know, seven or eight pothos plants right now, and a few I let um, trail down to the ground from where from their plant stands, and so they get you know about three feet long. Just trim those, and you can stick them in a jar with water, and all of a sudden, you know, not too it doesn't it's not very long before they start to growing roots, and then you've got a brand new pothos plant. So those are very easy. They're very easy to take care of, maintain, and reproduce. And again, these take a little bit more water. You're not going to, you shouldn't let them go two, three weeks without watering your pothos plant um, because they do appreciate water. But, but they will tell you 
if they get if they are not uh, you know if they're getting a little bit dry because the leaves will tend to droop a little bit. You're look you you're going about your business and normally your pothos plant is nice and it's sparky. You know, it's kind of bright and you know, it's it's uh, you know robust looking. The leaves are all perky. And then maybe you're walking by and they, they start to droop a little bit. Well, you know what? You've waited a little bit too long to water. But even if you have waited a little bit too long to water, go ahead and water it. And like within 24 hours, you're going to see them brighten up and look all spunky and happy again. So they're very forgiving if you go a little bit of uh, without watering them. <clears throat> but if you wait too long and they do get all droopy and they start to lose leaves, then you know you can still try to perk it up with water a lot of times it will survive. And I, cause I've done that. I mean, I'm speaking from experience here, but again, just like with your pothos, excuse me, just like with your um, snake plant, you don't want to overwater because it too is susceptible to the root rot and, you know, it can all get mushy and die, etc. cetera. Um, and the pothos plant, you know, it will get bigger and you can re, you know, repot it, but you don't have to repot so often. So don't be scared. Hey, I got to repot all the time. No, you can go years. You know, with your pothos plant, same thing with your snake plant, because they grow so slow, you know, they can grow years without having to repot, um, repot your plants. So I'm not into repotting so much myself. I don't have information on that. Go online, check out repotting your house plants. Um, now pothos plant, um, you can, if you let them trail, they're not going to be so thick and full, but if you want to go ahead and trim them up and keep them from trailing, they will bush up and get get a lot more full looking. So you can uh, give it give it a haircut and have it and give your uh, pothos plant a haircut. And if you like that look better, they I think they appreciate being trimmed. They look better in my opinion. Um, but I have them both ways because I like, I love houseplants and they tend to want to, and I like them to go natural. So if they want to trail, I let them trail. But in some cases you trim them up and they just look fuller. Um, keep them in medium to medium light. Uh, you don't want them in sitting in direct sunlight. The leaves will burn. Um, and also um, your, if you have cats, your cats are going to want to chew on the leaves, so do be careful of that. Um, I've had cats that chew on the leaves of my pothos plants with teeth, little fang marks on there. Uh, yeah, if you have plants, do be careful. Um, look up the toxicity of your house plants. I've never had a problem with all of the any of these ha uh, house plants with my house pets, um, but again, if your your pet might be sensitive, so check it out. You know, check it out online and in about toxicity um, between your house plants and your and your pets. Something to think about. Um, and the other one that I really like, another one that I recommend, is the Chinese Evergreen. Has it? It has similar marbled leaves, but they're long leaves, and they they're bigger in general than your pothos plant there and they appreciate um lower light like medium to medium low uh light uh, they don't mind that do need to take a little bit more care of their watering um and they will kind of let you know too their leaves will droop a little bit if they don't get enough water so you know they do appreciate keeping their soil moist but they're still easy to maintain you know and they grow pretty easily and with any plant you just if the leaves they, they grow plants grow and the leaves shed just keep pick the leaves from uh you know the the brown leaves just pick those off with your hand with your pothos plant your chinese evergreen it's just a shine it's just a sign that your plants are growing 
So the Chinese evergreen, it gets nice and thick and full and it can get pretty good size. Uh, the ones I've seen and grown, you know, like about two by two, uh, two feet by two feet, a nice big full plant. Uh, and again, low light is okay with it. Just keep an eye on the water. Again, if you have a schedule, if you want to water your plants every weekend, that's a very good um, rule to follow. Or maybe just pick a day, like every Monday, something like that, or every Friday. And again, light exposure is also key to you know having your plants be healthy. Prayer plant is is not is not as easy to maintain as like the pothos plant, but I like the prayer plant. Right now, I only have one because it's a little bit more fussy about its water, uh, you know, about its watering needs. So I, it, it likes water; it doesn't like to get dried out. Again, its leaves are going to tell you if it's not getting enough water. Plants will also tell you if they're getting too much water. The leaves will turn yellow. Now, the pothos plants will definitely teach you a lot about um, about uh, watering because the pothos plants will tell you, okay, I'm getting too much water. The leaves will easily turn yellow and it'll tell you if I'm not getting enough water because the plants, the, the leaves will begin to droop a little bit. So um, so those are the most vocal plants, um, and, but other plants are not going to be as obvious uh, with their needs. Uh, but the prayer plant will sag a little bit and the leaves might curl, start to look a little bit dry. Don't let that happen. You know, it, uh, prayer plants like a little bit more moisture and don't put them in bright light. They like light, but they don't like a lot of bright light. Um, now, Another super low maintenance indoor plant is the ZZ plant. Now, I didn't discover the ZZ plant until maybe about 15 years ago. And I don't think I can do without it now. The ZZ plant, you know, look it up online, Google a name, and you'll know which one I'm talking about. It has these long arching canes um, with these shiny green leaves on them. And I've had one in a very small pot that I don't water that much. I mean, I can even go like, you know, a couple of weeks or so, maybe three weeks, just giving it a little bit of water and it does well in any kind of light. You know, I've discovered um, in low light all the way up to I had it under a skylight one time and it, it appreciates a little bit more light. Um, if you put it on your end table and you've got a lamp right there, boom, you're good to go. But if you have it in, in like a, a lower light situation, it's probably going to be okay too. Uh, and again, I think in general, if you have your house plants in a lower light location, be careful about watering them, okay? Because they'll grow faster in more light and they'll need more water. But if they're in the lower light, they're not going to need as much water. So again, if you have a lower light situation, you know, check your plant with your finger, Stick your finger in the dirt and see if it's wet. If your houseplants are already wet, don't water them. So do yeah, definitely try the ZZ plant. I've had one, I think if this one I've had maybe about 10, 12 years or so in this one little tiny pot. I think it's only about a six inch, uh, six inch by six inch pot. And I think the stalks, the leaves, these long arching canes right now, I've got, uh, it's about two, they're about two feet you know, two and a half feet long. And they, it looks wonderful. It's nice and arching all out from this uh, ceramic pot that I have. Um, and it's giving me all kinds of happiness. I like it a lot. So again, I've seen people try to grow the ZZ plant outdoors. Um, you know, sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. 
I can't, I don't know. I don't have never tried to uh, grow a ZZ plant outside on my front porch. I can only speak about it on, you know, inside. It's happier inside. So I'm not, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I'm keeping my ZZ plant inside. Now, one plant that you probably should maybe grow on the, you know, on your front porch in the shade or on your back patio in the shade is the spider plant. Now, I've grown spider plants in the past. I don't grow them so much anymore because it's not doesn't really suit my lifestyle. And you know, I'm even though I like them, you know, it's just not for me right now. I have I have enough right now. Uh, maybe in the future I'll grow them. But the spider plant, you've seen them, uh, these spiky leaves, and um, they they do really well in hanging baskets on your front porch or patio and um, just keep an eye on the water. Uh, very forgiving about water. If you're late a few days or so, they'll, they'll, they're okay with that. And if they get a little bit of sun on your front porch, that's on your front porch or back patio, that's okay. And again, we're in Southern California. So, so the probably your spider plants are going to be just fine on your patio. And I like them in the hanging baskets because what they do is they reproduce. They send these little shoots out and all of a sudden you're going to see these little baby spider plants growing all along these little shoots. And you can easily tear those off or, you know, cut those, snip off those little baby spider plants, plant them. And then either keep them, you know, grow your collection of spider plants or give them away as gifts. You know, that's a, I love that about that. Um, just like with pothos plants, very easy to reproduce. Now, there's another plant that I like, the Dracaena. Now, the Dracaena comes in a lot of different forms. There is those, um, you see them growing on these stalks and they have these uh, almost like canes. They come out of your, uh, out of the pots. Um, and they can have thick leaves and thin leaves. I like the Dracaena plants that have the uh, thinner stalks. They look like these branchy trees, like twiggy trees. And up at the top of these uh, twiggy branches uh, are these uh, thin, spiky, multicolored leaves. Those are the Dracaenas that I like, and I have a few of those. Um, and I have one right now that I've had maybe it's probably about 15 years old and it's about five or six feet tall with a lot of these twisty, turny, um, twiggy branches. It's a wonderful plant. I, I love it. And it does appreciate a little bit more light, um, medium to bright light. It appreciates. And again, it does. And it doesn't mind if you're a little late with watering. Again, the leaves will droop a little bit. It will tell you and um, just make sure it dries out a little bit between watering. And I think this goes for every type of Dracaena that you grow. They do appreciate more light and they do need to dry out between watering. So, and again, with the water with Dracaenas, you just got to be a little bit more careful with those. But, but again, with, and I, but with your, with your um, animals, like I said, a cat, I had a cat one time. I had uh, another Dracaena that I'd had for 10 years, not the one I have right now, but this other older one that I had that I loved because it had made this beautiful tree. Well, she chewed it up. So do be careful with your pets and your houseplants because they're going to chew on them. She was fine. You know, the cat was fine after she chewed on my plants, but you know what? The plants weren't fine <laughs> afterwards. So sometimes the plants and their critters, you know, just don't mix. Now, speaking of uh, mixing plants and crisp plants, um, actually kind of appreciate if you group them together. Because again, think of it, think about it. They are um, the moisture and the evaporation 
Um, you know, they just do a little bit better if you don't water your plants so much. Um, I think it, I, I don't know exactly why they do better, but I think it has to do with the water and the evaporation and the moisture. Plants like the moisture and the leaves and they get the, they get the moisture from their leaves. And so if they're kind of grouped together, the, it, it, it slows the evaporation. So they just, I think they do better in groupings. The only thing you got to look out for when you have, when you group your plants is if you have one plant that has bugs or something like that, then the other plant next to it is going to get bugs. So also I'm not a bug expert. I don't, I can't tell you exactly how to take care of that. But when you look at your plants, you know, inspect them, hose them off. You know, if you kind of keep your plants as dust free as possible, that way you're going to minimize any kind of a bug infestation, you know, hose them, mist them off, you know, mist them. There's a lot of these spray, um, sprays, uh, insecticide sprays that you can get for your indoor plants. And, and I use those all the time and it rarely happens, but, but if it does, you know, there's a lot of things you can do. Um, so one plant that I did not talk about that you do see a lot of people use in as an indoor plant is the ficus tree. Um, now, I do like ficus trees, um, but I prefer them on the porch outside because they do tend to drop their leaves. And I don't like them making a mess in the house. And I'm all about low maintenance. And so if I have a plant that's going to make a big mess in my house, well, outside it goes <laughs> or it goes over to somebody else's house. So, and plus the ficus tree, it appreciates a little bit more sunlight. So a ficus tree, I think, belongs on a covered back patio out of direct sunlight or, you know, on your front porch. It's just going to do better and it's easier to give it as much water as it needs. Now, I know ficus tree, ficus trees do, they do deserve a place in your home because they, they, they tolerate quite a bit. But they do better, you know, outside on the front porch or the back patio if you have a covered patio. The reason that, that I, and I know that they're great plants because I had one for maybe like 25 years or so, maybe 30 years, um, and it survived a lot of my neglect because I would take care of the indoor plants, et cetera, um, but sometimes I would neglect the outdoor plants. But the ficus tree, it survived a long, long time. And here I am, I'm growing. And all of a sudden I have kids and it survived. It stayed small in this, in this uh, clay pot that I, this outdoor clay pot that I had it in. And I moved around to these different places and I had this ficus tree with me. It survived. It was happy. And I wanted to take care of it. I wanted to keep it alive. It was a survivor. It was coming with me. But finally, you know, I had it on my back patio with a, uh, with a cover. It had a, a covered patio and I gave it water and it was in a pretty good location, but you know, but I had teen, my kids were teenagers and I just neglected it for too long one summer and it just died. Okay. And uh, you know, it, it happened. It was my fault. It survived, but you know, and it tried and it lived a long time in this clay pot. Um, and so I, so I said, okay, well, I'm just going to take you out of the clay pot. Now that it was dead, I took all the, the branches were all crispy and it was all dead. So I pulled it out and it was all root bound and it survived even just like that. So ficus trees, you know, they have their place. I'm probably not going to grow one inside. I'll probably get one outside because, you know, in honor of that one that I had for so long, but, you know, they'll, and I've seen people do okay with them inside. They just need the bright light. 
just like its cousin, the fiddle leaf fig. Um, the fiddle leaf fig, you've probably seen a lot of those. Um, they have the they have those tall stalks, these tall dark stalks, and on the tall dark stalks, they have these huge paddle life um, leaves on them. Now, I love those plants, but they are not that easy to take care of, meaning that they do like bright light and they grow pretty fast and they drop their leaves and you got to take care of the water. They're just a little bit of trouble for me. They're just not as low maintenance as I would like them to be, but they absolutely, but if you have a little bit more time, um, they're absolutely worthy plants. And, but again, they need that bright light. They need that bright light location. So, you know, and you don't have to have, um, in, in all those plants that I named, you don't have to be this, uh, you don't have to um, have a green thumb. They're all pretty low maintenance. Remember the story I told you about the snake plant? So at least start out with a snake plant and a couple pothos. And I know you're going to be successful. And I know that pretty soon you're going to have about as many plants as I do. Okay. And right now I probably have close to 30. Okay. Um, and because, and if I can do it, you know, I know that you can do it too. I'm Jackie Gibbons with Regency Real Estate Brokers in Mission Viejo. Check out my website at JackieGibbons.com. You all have a wonderful rest of the day and thanks for spending a little time at home with me. Take care and talk soon.